2: Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next
1: adventure on Fishing Booker. Eric Jackson is probably well known as a snowboarder. He is a professional snowboarder, has been on the professional snowboarding arena for quite some time, and he recently just got a harebrained idea that he felt like he wanted to become a hunter, didn't grow up hunting. His dad was a hunter, but never took him hunting. Rather, they were more fishermen than anything. And he just decided, man, I think I want to I hunt, and I want to get involved with this, and I want to essentially try and attempt the pinnacle of, of hunting, which is bow hunting an elk. Well, I wouldn't call it the pinnacle, but it's something that is quite difficult to undertake as a first-time hunter. Well, Eric did it, did a film about it, and is now a mainstream community individual who still has a huge following in the snowboard space that regularly talks about hunting and shows that he's a hunter. That's why I wanted to have this conversation. So enjoy. So there's a reason why I started Little Origins, and that reason is simple. Is that I wanted to convey the truth about hunting.
2: It brings awareness to to non-hunters that it's it's more than just
1: killing animals.
2: How do hey. I start
0: it? Brittany My name my, is, my, my, <laughs> Does my hair look okay? It's fantastic.
1: My name is Mike Axelrod. Start again. Yeah, I hated it too. <laughs> Braxton, you said something in the car to me. You said that you were living on borrowed time. Hmm there's a perception around who hunters are what we're supposed to be and a a feminist that works for a non-profit that is a hunter that has only eaten wild game for the last 20 years is likely not the thing that people think about when it comes to a hunter all right they seem to be okay we got the audio figured out so listen I, you know, I thought you were this, like, super cool, like, you know, I don't know how old you are, but 35. millennial, maybe, you know, Gen Z kind of snowboarder, I don't know, um, um, techno, techno, yet your technological challenged. abilities are, like, I'm a 70-year-old. Straight up, <laughs> I, um, yeah. I hate
2: technology, <laughs> um, <laughs> I pretty much use my computer for emails and, uh, that's pretty much about it. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> hey,
1: well, we have been trying to do this for six months, yep. eight months. I reached out to you almost immediately when I saw the Sitka collaboration. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, this is the guy, this is the kind of guy that we need in hunting. Oh we man. We guys out of outside of the mainstream community sorry we need guys in the mainstream community outside of the hunting community that can expose hunting and expose hunting to a totally different crowd which is what your crowd is your crowd is not hunters right no
2: no snowboarders snowboarders fishermen um outdoor people you know um but but well yeah thank you I, i appreciate that um And yeah, I mean, my journey into hunting has just been a personal one. um, Something that I've wanted to do for a long time was never taught as a kid. And, um, Mm -hmm. and you know, everything's just really kind of been falling into place. It feels really natural. It feels like I'm right where I'm supposed to be in life. And, um, yeah, I feel like just inevitably all the crossroads were going to lead me to this path and, um, and here I am, so.
1: Well, Eric Jackson, welcome to the Blood Origins podcast. Snowboarder <laughs> by by career, really. So, introduce yourself. Tell us yeah. who you are, what you you know, where you're raised, that kind of stuff.
2: Yeah, um, thank you for having me. This is an honor. Um, yeah, Eric Jackson. I was born in a really small town in uh, Central California, Crowley Lake. It's uh, just south of Mammoth Lakes, which is a you know town of eight thousand people. Um, ski resort
1: big ski area right i assume just like lots of snow
2: yeah high desert um yeah a lot of people when they think of california they don't necessarily think of of snow um, well maybe after this last winter it was a big one but uh <laughs> yeah um you know seven thousand feet is where i, where I grew up then uh the base of the resort is nine and the top of the the resort is 11 so um high Jeez. high elevation and just beautiful, just an awesome place to grow up. Lots of fishing, and um, honestly, I'm just kind of a product of my environment. Just grew up uh, in the mountains. Uh, my mom was into skiing, which turned into snowboarding, and and she really taught us kids how to snowboard. Um, and then my dad was into fishing, and he uh, took us fishing a lot. And and those two, I guess, passions turned into. I guess careers, if you will, um, really, I really ran with those um, paths in my life, and yeah.
1: And homeschooled, so you traveled a lot as a kid. Homeschooled,
2: yeah. Um, highly recommend the homeschool if you're if you're after a lifestyle like this. It's uh, a lot of freedom. My parents were really supportive, and uh, yeah, I mean, I was like going to Japan when I was fourteen. Um, I think I went to Finland right after that, and. and I was I was on this path of a professional snowboarder from a very early age,
1: mm-hmm. and you competed professionally.
2: Yeah, um, that's kind of like just how I how you come up. I grew up on the contest circuit, doing the USASA nationals, um, which was super fun. And I was winning those, and then that kind of gets you some some recognition and sponsors and, they- and whatnot. Then I moved to if the pro circuit if you will the vans triple crowns and grand prix and you know contests like that and i just it wasn't really wasn't really for me um i like i was never winning any of those i you know top 10 um but then i i discovered backcountry filming and <laughs> at, at my age there wasn't a lot of people doing that um that was more the contest kids who would win everything and then maybe start to slow down on the winning or just get over it. And then they would move into um, the filming aspect of it where I kind of transitioned into that pretty early on. Um, so I kind of carved out a little, a little niche for myself there. So.
1: But didn't grow up hunting. So dad wasn't a hunter? Mom wasn't a hunter? Dad was a hunter, um, but did not teach
2: us he uh dad was shot in the head um in Louisiana where he grew up as a kid. (laughs) I know you laugh about
1: it. Could you could you have started a more Louisiana appropriate uh story than he got shot in the head as a kid in Louisiana hunting. Yeah. Um I know it's crazy. Honestly
2: like you you get him going and he still has BBs in his forehead and so like you you get What was he shot by? A shotgun? Yeah yeah So him and his buddy were, were rabbit hunting and his buddy was there in a ditch. His buddy was up top and he was in the ditch. And, um, yeah, I mean, he just got, he just got sprayed and it's so funny talking to him about it. He's be like, not a big deal. you get sprayed all the time. And I'm like, dad, you literally have BBs in your, like, he has a BB like behind his eye. I'm like, why didn't it's gotta be lead. Right. No, get rid of it. I'm like, why didn't they get rid of it, man? He's like, well, they just thought that like, you know, it would. It caused more complications than than uh, i'm like i don't know it must have just been louisiana in the 19 that was probably early 70s late 60s that's yeah,
1: probably probably kids coming in every other week with freaking bucks you know bird shot in them yeah <laughs> um
2: yeah pretty crazy so i guess my grandma like got rid of all the guns um after that and uh, like you know he's he's my dad so he's like He's not trying to make a big deal about it I'm like, so is that why he never taught us like how to hunt? He's like, well, you know, kinda but he did we grew up with guns like he totally okay. taught us gun safety um I think that was that was really important but like she yeah,
1: she never taught us how to hunt and, and so in California he didn't hunt. He didn't go out no. you know bear hunting or blacktail hunting, none of it no not at all. He just sort of lost it, and he was like, "Well, just pick up another passion that was skiing and fishing and fishing." Really, he fishing. Yeah,
2: he's he wasn't into the skiing. My mom was really um, on the the ski and snowboard um, train for us, which was really cool. Um, So yeah, I was like my dad. I'd always go fishing with my dad. We were homeschooled, so he would like take us out on the boat. You know, we had this like super old yeah
1: math 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 homework on the boat whilst you're catching fish. Yeah, yeah, he would convince my mom that we were going to go do through school but biology biology lessons exactly sampling
2: technique man it was an awesome <laughs> a- i had such an awesome childhood like i really couldn't trade that for anything like it was it was a really good childhood
1: that's amazing that's amazing so you here recently as as you noted in the beginning took an interest in like i i think i want to hunt right Like, where did that even come from? Well, man, I honestly, I think it's just
2: like built in us from like years and years, you know, since the beginning of time, I feel like Mm -hmm. um, humans hunted. And so I think that like inevitably that draw was going to, um, you know, pull on me so hard that eventually I was going to get into it. But I mean, there's the obvious one, your food. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, think, I think that that was probably the biggest motivator. Um, we just live in a. Did you
1: have people in your circle, though? Like people in your circle that were elk hunting, that were going out, no, and they were just like, no, not, not at what? all, no.
2: So basically, how it all started for me, and honestly, this was a great introductory to hunting, is I started duck hunting. And it's perfect. It's just perfect. like it's low commitment social yeah social low commitment um you're you know it's close to where i live i live in northwest washington it's it's close to home um we live in an excellent flyway and it's just uh it was just easy like to to like go out and be like i'm gonna go hunting for the morning and like i'll never forget it like i got i got my first duck and i came home and i cooked it for lunch with my wife and i was like this is awesome like this is straight up awesome, and and I like I grew up fly fishing. Right, y- you release ninety nine percent of your fish. I did. You know, when I'd go backpacking, I would keep some trout and eat them, and that's that's cool. But like I just grew up catch and release fly fishing, so so this whole like um, you know harvesting your food to eat was so new to me, and I was just like, wow, this is really cool. So that was probably. That was probably six, seven years ago, something like that. My buddy was like, you want to go duck hunting? And so, yeah, let's go. Um, So I I started duck hunting and I got really into it. um, You know, years, like three, four years ago, I was like really into it. I I was like duck hunting a lot because in the fall, I got nothing going on. You know, it's like, there's no fish in the river. There's no snow in the mountains. I'm just like, I'm like, hunting is awesome. This is a great time Mm -hmm. for me. (laughs) Um, and so, yeah, that was really my introduction to hunting. And then I just started, um, you know, wanting to, to make a film. Um, I made a film in 2018 about fishing and snowboarding. It's called alignment. And that was really fun. It unlocked this like creative side in me that like, I, I had it really tapped into. And i just wanted to tell a really authentic story and not just like, manufacture something and and picking up a bow for the first time and um and going on an elk hunt seemed like a really authentic story to tell so i just kind of started pursuing but that where
1: did that idea come from like where did that idea come from you're not a bow hunter eric nope um i think it's the i like doing things
2: like i like i like doing the hardest things you know like like i like to fly fish for steelhead with a dry fly and that's like the that's you know the, the pinnacle the hardest thing yeah the pinnacle yeah um i snowboard at a level that's you know pretty high and i just to me it just seemed like the most badass thing to do um would be to bow
1: hunt and now yeah mm-hmm. so how did you again i'm just curious because you're yeah how do you find out that that is the pinnacle mm. Your buddies just say, hey, what's the hardest thing that I can do from a hunting perspective? They're like, oh yeah, bow hunt elk. That's it, difficult. Okay, I'm I, gonna do that. I think I was drawn
2: to the bow just in general. I have nothing against rifles or, or any of that. I've I've never hunted with a rifle before. Um, but I, I will this I will this fall. But I was just drawn to a bow. And so basically after I made that film alignment, um, bench made knives got in contact with me and this uh guy troy hellman just a beauty of a human he was dude i love oh, you know, listen
1: troy? listen so troy is the man the troy man. was benchmade yeah he then went to lacrosse yeah and now he's at sig and now he's with sig yeah. <laughs> so big shout out to troy he's a really 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 nice guy um big fan of blood origins too so big fan of him he is he's such a beauty um
2: so we started talking, and we ended up working together. They had a really cool campaign. Um, they they signed Mark Healy, uh, myself, and ah uh, oh, shoot, I forget his name. He's a Green Beret. Um, cleared Hot Podcast. Oh, uh, and he exactly, yeah. Um, and we had a really cool, we had a really cool thing going on, and then um, whatever change of management and things kind of um, fizzle out, but. Troy really helped this this kind of path of of mine. I was like, well, I want to get into hunting. And he was like, well, we can make that happen. And so he introduced me to the born and raised outdoors guys. And nice. they were like, you should just come on a hunt with us. And so they took me to Montana. This was in this was in 2020. They took me on a hunt with them, and we did three days together. And I was just, you know. Obviously not honey, and I was just getting a feel for for what what it was like. and it was mm-hmm. it was at the end of the season, and, and they were on just a grinder all, all year and, and like we, ha- we had one elk encounter, which was really cool. I heard my first bugle, never forget that that was that was awesome. Um, and then they were just like, you know, that's we gotta go." And so they're like, come stay with, uh, with us and just see all these elk at, at my buddy Johnny's house." and so they I was like going to go fish with the guys at Winston, and they're like, "Come on, just stay for the night." I'm like, "All right." So like, I go and we go to Johnny Burford's house, and him and I just really connected. I, I don't know. We we both had beards. Just uh, we we come. We had similar upbringings. We just. Are you saying you don't have a
1: beard any longer? Is that that no, was like oh. a point? Like ah, oh, you know, you based on what I remember, you you had something like. Yeah, the beard's twelve, eighteen, twenty inches of
2: beard. If there's one thing I can do good in life is grow a beard. <laughs> That's <laughs> that is the truth. Um no, we're on the mend. I shaved like a couple months ago. We're we're coming back though.
0: Okay, yeah, good, good. But, good. so
2: anyway, um the born and raised guys leave that, that next morning and Johnny and I just had coffee and we're just talking and um I'm like, all right. I'm I'm gonna bail. I'm gonna go fishing, and he and I'm, I left. And he calls me and he's like, hey, like, would you want to go on a hunt with me? And I was like, yeah, I'd love like, i like, I'd love to. He's like, I got this spot. Um, we're gonna take horses into and uh and I need somebody to go with. And he's like, man, like I said, I've known this guy for 24 hours, and we like we really yeah, yeah, yeah. really connected. Um, and I was like, yeah, let's let's do it. So anyway, the I went fishing for a couple of days and then we got ready for that hunt and and we'd go out 16 miles and, um, man, it, it was a life changer. I, I filmed him shooting an elk at 20 yards the first night. It was, it was insane. insane. It was mm-hmm. absolutely insane.
1: And you get to, ex- and you got to experience like, that's the hunting community, man. Yeah. Like you get to, m- you meet someone 24 hours there, they're like, Hey you want to go let's go
2: (laughs) that's like just touching on that you know side note like the hunting community is so awesome like people have just welcomed me with open arms it's like i i feel i feel so blessed to to just met these people um and yeah i really just want to like just steward it you know, whatever I am or whatever I become, I just want to steward it well. And and um, well,
1: we're, you know, you're on this podcast because of the same thing: is that you are, without you even maybe wanting it, that um, you are you are probably one of the most important ambassadors for hunting I don't know. in the hunting communities. And here's why. Here's why. It's because, from my perspective. You touch people that don't understand hunting. Right. You touch a community of non-hunters. And if you can do a job of communicating why you hunt, the respect for wildlife, the adventure, the adrenaline, all the things that come with it in a way that can articulate to someone that is like on the fence about hunting. Mm, I've seen some negative stuff. Mm, don't like this. Don't like that. But here's a guy that I really look up to saying, I'm a hunter. Yeah. And this is why I hunt. They're like, "Oh, okay. Next time they go to the political ballot box and hunting is on the ballot. Yeah. You because of your impact into a non-hunting mainstream community, especially in Washington with all the crap that's happening in Washington right now, the Washington Commission, oh, it's insane. Is un I can't do it. I have a we have a, a, a small reach. You have a reach that touches people that need to be educated about hunting so that's why you're important man um
2: yeah i i did not set out for this at all um and and i never i never saw myself as um as kind of i guess a bridge between two communities you know big big outdoor communities um but as as this just journey is just like and everything's just been falling into place so naturally. And so I'm kind of just like just flowing with it. And, and, and I, I do see that now that like, I, I can be, um, a positive voice for hunting in a world that, um, maybe hunting has a stigmatism to it.
0: Uh And, uh, Uh
2: and that's just really what I've been trying to do. I've been really cautious about what, what I'm, you know, sharing on social media, obviously like, you know, killing is a part of hunting and, and it's, yeah, otherwise you'd be hiking. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But like just being, being aware of what I show and, and, um, you know, just not, not showing a torn up, you know, guts and guts and stuff. Yeah, and you just... don't need
1: to show that, right? You don't need to show it. No. And that's the thing is that you're thinking though. That's the key, Eric. You're thinking. Oh yeah,
2: I very much so. I mean, I was worried about how my community, the snowboard community, was going to take this and and honestly, like I was going this direction, you know, one way or another. Like my all paths were leading to this in my life. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and I was how did they take it? But oh, you oh great. Honestly, great. I I'm blown away with the support. Um I have friends who are die hard vegans and they said they watched River and and were like that was done really well. Like I I really enjoyed yeah, I mean, that. I really um appreciate your respect for the animal. And 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 that's what we're talking about here is is like this this view of hunting that is a little bit more um whatever hillbilly, redneck, call it whatever you will. Whereas it you know, it's it can be just like any aspect in life. There can be a negative side of of it, um, but it the, the majority of people who I've met who are out there hunting have immense respect for the animals, for the environment that they live in, and um, that's that hundred percent. That is like people in my world don't really understand that, um, and they don't understand the conservation part of it and and i'm a testament to that i had no idea about the conservation part and how how the hunters are the people hunters and fishermen are the people who are um contributing the the money to to sustain these these wild this wildlife um and and that's something that like i'm learning i'm just learning this whole um process
1: as i go and uh yeah it's beautiful man i love it no, that's awesome. That's awesome. So, tell me about the you've done. What What's cool is obviously because you're a snowboarder and entering into the hunting community space. Like one of the first things, again, the entry point for me, my introduction to you, was this crazy Sitka Studio collaboration that you're like. Did Sitka come to you and say, "We want to build a snowboard jacket"? <laughs> no, no, no,
2: <laughs> not even that was. Um, so. Uh black diamond is, is one of my stalwart sponsors and I was creating a signature line with them. And I was like, nice. I was like, I want camo, you know, I've just been really into hunting and I'm like, and yeah, camo yeah. will never die. You know what I mean? Yeah. It'll always, always be. And so, um, honestly, yeah, this again, like all this just happens so naturally. <laughs> it's like the, um, the president of black diamond, um, was really good friends with the founder of Sitka, and so as nice. I'm, as I'm having this conversation with John Walbrick from Black Diamond, he's like, "Let me let me hit up Jonathan Hart and uh, see see if we can't like get some Sitka camo." And so they honestly they just did like a backdoor deal, and like they were just like, "Yeah, we'll totally we'll totally do that." And uh, that was never that was never a Sitka Studio thing at all that that just Jeez. like evolved into that that's awesome um and so you know that was just the timing was really good on that and then so i had you know somewhat of a relationship with sitka at that point and then um i was really starting to ramp up and and really wanting to do this this film and so sitka was uh, just an obvious natural starting point to to pitch mm-hmm. this film to them and um and man, we and then I drew Montana, my first time so, ever putting in, and so then I was like, "Wow, this is actually happening!" And so then I got really serious about it. Um, the Born and Raised guys set me up with a bow, and uh, yeah, I just just went off on the races, man. I and I like my personality is like when I'm gonna commit to something, I'm committing hundred percent and and it takes me a while to get to that point but like once um I'm, I'm there i'm just i'm 100% committed like like dude i got i just got a bow press a draw board like the whole Are you serious? the whole deal i said i just set up my i got a new bow i got a Matthews phase 4 and i just set a goal i was like i'm going to set this up and tune it myself um and and then i went to the Total Archery Challenge in Utah that was a couple of weeks ago, and yeah, honestly, like I'm really proud. Like I, I set that all up myself and tuned that myself. You took your
1: own bow, you put it on your own press, <laughs> you put your own strings on it. Yes, sir. You put the peep sight in everything. You, what are they? I don't even know what do they call it. by you, anch- it's not anchoring the peep sight. It's what the peep sight. It's anchoring the peep sight. Uh well there's different there's different ways to do it. It's just terminology. There's just a terminology. Like what I'm trying to say is I don't even know. <laughs> and I'm not don't I'm not claiming to be a bow hunter. I when people say, Robbie, do you bow hunt? I said, I bow hunt. I'm not a bow hunter. Yeah. yeah.
2: But I mean so. that's yeah, like I just I'm committed to it, you know? And um and it's taken me a long time to to just figure that out. The, just this, the mechanics of a bow. But, but now, I mean, if something goes wrong in, in, on a hunt, you know, like, now I, like, I understand. Like, I've taken that bow mm-hmm. apart and putting it back together. And, like, I mm-hmm. understand how it goes. And, and that's so valuable. Um, and I've also lost my mind completely shooting through paper and just being, like, what? I'm just lost. What am I doing? I need to take this to the shop. And then just being, like, man, I just need to, like, take a break and um right you know come back to it in the morning or something like that but but yeah that's um that's how my personality is and, and when i commit to something i'm just all in and i'm very very much all into to hunting
1: yeah and also right now you are doing with good friends of ours bird soren and oh, yeah. soren x outdoors the shoot to eat in the morning that's right. If you get breakfast or not with a one shot cold shot that's
2: right i uh i didn't get to do that today because i I changed some I went back to the to the press. And I changed some stuff up and I was shooting um I was shooting really far right and I added some poundage to my uh some I moved my wrist and I added some poundage and so I was like, Man, I'm not doing it this morning. <laughs> um Are you, you're hunting this fall, I assume? I am. Yeah. I'm uh I'm going to Colorado. Just uh me and a buddy we're gonna Go get over-the-counter elk tags and just go grind it out. How many
1: days are you setting aside for that? The whole season, as long as it yeah, takes. Yeah,
2: that's yeah. I mean, that is the the advantage that I have is um, I'm going until there's an animal down or uh, the season's over. So,
1: <laughs> well, listen, I hope that uh, that'd be a pretty interesting ig story to follow along with oh the, is if be, you just keep yeah, us yeah. up I was, for sure i was thinking about doing like a vlog <laughs> day
2: day 21 hopefully not hopefully we you know hopefully i get an l day 84 no, well, no the season's only <laughs> what a month 30 days or something so
1: um yeah that, but i thought uh for bow hunting but you could bow hunt into rifle season yeah can you i don't know um yeah, you can. Oh, yeah, maybe. Who knows? Maybe you can use a you can use a an an inferior, and you can't. You can use an inferior piece of hunting equipment in those seasons. And you just got to wear hunter orange. Is that right? Correct. Yeah, right. Yeah, my wife would love that.
2: <laughs> but <laughs> no, uh, I think I got a I got a couple other hunts. I'm actually going to to Illinois with Troy, um, on a white-tailed hunt very nice so yeah that's gonna be really fun um and yeah man i i've just like i've had a lot of help in in my journey which i'll take it all day long like don't sure, don't sure. get me wrong i i will take all the help i can get um but i also like want to prove myself and prove it to myself mm-hmm. i don't really care what what other people think or say but like <laughs> i i want to prove it to myself that it, that I can. Um, take the skills that I've learned from the mentors that I've had and, and go out and like really, um, at least get get a chance of, of getting an animal. Um, I hunted Washington on my own last year at did 10 days and, uh, it was awesome. I just went solo at 75 miles. And, um, it, that, that was a really, really special experience. I, yeah. And I got really close, man. I had an elk raking at 30 yards it was awesome um but yeah just didn't uh didn't it's so thick here in, in, in western washington so didn't uh get ever get a shot but yeah it was just really cool so i'm really looking forward to that this year just going awesome grinding it out and uh yeah that's awesome
1: we'll see what happens well look dude as you as you hunt this fall just keep doing what you're doing in terms of thinking right in terms of like how am i communicating hunting to my mainstream audience Yeah. Um, yeah, because as I said, we're proud of you. We're proud of having you in the hunting space. <laughs> yes. And um, thank you. Thank you for just being a good voice for hunting. That's all. Wow,
2: man. Thank you. Honestly, thank you. All the work that you do, um, the information that you provide and the knowledge you spread um, is, is really important. You've helped me. And yeah, I, um, I really appreciate the opportunity to talk. It was a great conversation.
1: And yeah. Yeah, a short shop, just like we like it. Yeah. Um, where can people find you? E Shreds. E Jack Shreds is on
2: is my E Jack Shreds. E Jack Shreds is my Instagram. Everybody calls me E Jack. Um, yeah, E Jack Shreds, whatever. YouTube. I got all kinds of snowboard stuff, fishing stuff, and now I'm starting to get some more hunting stuff. So yeah. Wicked.
1: Well, thank you, dude. Much appreciate you. Hey, thank you. Have a nice day. Well, that's it for today